to the Burnout Brighter podcast, episode 14? Yeah. 15. 15. 15. Fuck! Already 15. We're on episode 15 this week. If you are a new listener, I am Matt. I'll be your host for this evening's events. I'm joined by Darren. Hello. I'm Destiny. Hey, hey, hey. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. We thank you for listening. We are a weekly video game and mental health podcast. We cover all things video games and mental health related. We talk about different games that matter to us or have made an impact on our mental health at some point in time. We talk about the stuff we're playing, have a weekly topic, and sometimes talk about some dumb shit, and sometimes talk about some serious shit. And Always sometimes talk about dumb shit. And sometimes there's just shit flung around <laughs> for no particular reason. Sometimes, yeah, just shit on top of shit on top of shit. Yeah. Just We talk about just shit for its own sake. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you sprinkle shit on top of shit. Well, that's, that's what we call a shit Sunday. Mm. With some shit on top. <laughs> uh, on this week's show, we're going to be talking about In the Valley of the Gods being put on hold, Super Mario Maker 2 adding some cool stuff, Riot Games paying out its female employees, and then our main topic for today will be the Game Awards. They are going on next week. We're going to take a look at the categories and think what we're talking about what we think we're going to win, talk a little bit about what we think will happen in terms of game announcements or anything else that might come out of left field, and we'll see if we get to another topic. We'll check on time. But to get things started, Darren, if you had to go on a 40-hour-long road trip, and I'll give you bathroom breaks, and I'll give you food stops... Okay. Okay. But if you had to go on this road trip, uh-huh. would you rather go with, like, sorry, okay, would you rather go... Okay. There's a lot of preamble for this Yes, question. I know. Well, because he's trying, trying, trying to make sure we know. <laughs> and lawyer it. Yeah, I'm lawyering it. There are no costume changes allowed, is what I'm going to say. Okay. okay. Would you rather go... You By know, costume, do you mean, like, Halloween costumes no, or no, clothing? Like, no, he can't change, change clothes. clothes. He can't change clothes. Okay. okay. Would you rather do it in the dead-ass summer with leather seats wearing a Borat bikini. You know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. Like the, the long the, green it's one? It's like suspenders yeah. for your bikini. Yeah. Right. Or do it dead-ass in the middle of winter. In a Borat bikini. No. <laughs> wearing a winter coat. Okay. And wearing winter pants. Okay. okay. But... The genitals, ass, and nipples are all missing. Like, that's, the areas are cut out. <clears throat> well, I think... Can I just say something? Yeah. Did you say he couldn't turn on the air conditioning or the heat? Windows are open. You didn't say that! You didn't answer yet. I didn't answer. I'll take it. I'll take it. Windows um, are open. I think I'm going to have to go with the Borat bikini because I think that's the... I feel oh, like the other one just... going to burn. I know, but I think the other one's just going to get me arrested. I'm... Oh, well. Technically, I'm covered in the Borat bikini. Technically. Okay. Technically. Okay. Okay, but one is going to be personal injury, and the other one just, you might get pulled over, but you're in your car. And they're going to be like, sir, why do you have your dick out? And be like, well, listen, my friend. Yeah, well, I said, you have to take, I I, I have to take bathroom. Can you not have your dick out in your car? I I don't think so. I don't think you can. Why? It's your car. I I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you, but I also, for some reason, think that I'm not allowed to and I don't know why. Yeah, I feel I don't, like I don't you think, can have your dick out in your car. I don't think you can be naked in your and I think cuz that qualifies more as like a public space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're in your car. People can see through your windows. Yeah. Like you're, if you're in but if you're naked. But can they arrest somebody for having their dick out in their car? I, think I don't you know. Can. If, I don't know if they'd be arrested as much as maybe fined and like 
told so to... So you had your dick out in your car were finding... Well, because they I looked into... Like some like, Hold on, let me... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look this up. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I just don't want to risk it. I feel like you're a white guy. You'd probably get off. It's okay. Now, if you were black, you probably wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do either of them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm picking I'm picking the leather seats. Leather seats. Okay. Can you get arrested for having your dick out? I'm I'm looking into it. Oh. Okay. I, I need a second to read through this, but I'm gonna think of your question while I'm doing this. So, Destiny. Right. Yeah. If you needed to have snakes for hair. Like or Medusa? like Medusa. Yeah, but you don't get any of like the freezing people to stone shit. It's okay. just snakes for hair. <laughs> it's right. the worst part of it. It's Medusa. just snakes for hair. Okay. And they get really hungry every three hours. Okay. Or would you rather have mantis arms? Snakes for hair. Fuck. Why? Because <laughs> you can use your arms. You can still use your arms. <laughs> I've obviously said that one. How am I supposed to do anything with mantis right. arms? Let's. What if there's hands like you on the end? <laughs> I'll feed my snake hair. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Do you have a question for Matt? Ooh, ooh. I'm still stuck on the dick being out. So apparently. Well, like, what if you were wearing assless chaps? Technically. Well, they can't tell at that point. Yeah, but if they make you get out of the car. <laughs> okay, so here. Indecent exposure means to purposefully displays one's genitals in public, causing others to be alarmed or offended. Okay, but if you're in your car... Right, but if you're if somebody's like walking through a Walmart parking lot, look over through your car and dicks it. You said he was driving! Right, but like I, I, said, to stop I said places. stop for food and stop for... Like, oh, if you stop for food and get yeah, out like yeah, yeah. that. Oh. Well, you could have put a towel over it if you didn't say that. <laughs> That's true. Well, I've I've made my bed, you, and now I'm going to sweat you, in it. Yeah, but now <laughs> you're going to be all like, your nipples and your ass is going to be out, and that's still going to make people feel uncomfortable. So is that indecent exposure? Okay, so Either way, you're going to jail. <laughs> apparently, a Michigan attorney who, uh, like, apparently the, the law on this is really shaky, but they said that, like, <laughs> right? the, the, the attorney, like, like attorneys seem to think that if you get pulled over driving while you're naked, you're probably going to get arrested. Dang, you're gonna get arrested. Yeah, there's probably uh, that's one of those because like, Borat Speedo does not care. There's so much room for slippage in yeah. that, and you're gonna be sweaty. Your shit's just gonna slip on out. Why is there advice on this website on how to drive naked? <laughs> Do you need advice for that? Don't drive drunk or break any other driving laws. Well, like, Keep some clothes at hand. What if you were cheating with someone and the husband or wife came home and you had to book it? Yeah, well then I guess you're. Then yeah. you would be naked. Wear Don't shoes. Get caught. Don't, don't get caught. So the advice is don't drive drunk or break any other driving laws. Keep some clothes close at hand. Wear shoes and be cool. Be cool. If you cover your Thanks dick compare- with a sock, Thanks is compare- that still considered indecent? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the finer points of Bruh, I'm like so into wanting to know this. Not that I'll ever have that problem because <laughs> I don't have a dick or anything, but like, That's because then I wonder like if you're breastfeeding in your car and somebody gets offended, like. But I think breastfeeding yeah, is like a different. different. Yeah, but people still shit all over you're you. Right. Can, but you can breastfeed in public. You are allowed in to. In certain places. In certain places. Right. Anyways. Okay, we got a one of you who has a who, who has a uh, question for you. Darren, because all I'm thinking about is dick. Sorry. Um. Okay. So, if you <laughs> had <laughs> to stall four times <laughs> to <laughs> think 
of a question. Okay. Would you rather drink? <laughs> I Are love. You still I love. Of it? Like the fucking. You said okay, like you had something. <laughs> I love the staccato breaks there. That like you guys are like, okay, what if you had to drink? drink. <laughs> okay, if you had to pick one video game character to get you out of a uh, parking <gasps> a ticket. Question. Okay, then you go. I'm done. I don't know where this is going. If- <laughs> <laughs> stuck on the driving thing. And Okay, you cannot use anybody from Persona 5 or any of the Persona games. Well, shit. I don't play anything else. Well, yes, you do. <laughs> if, you ha- if you got knocked up by a character, let's just oh. pretend you could get knocked up. Okay. If you got knocked up by a character... What character would it be? And like I said, nobody from like nobody from your favorite games. So I can't pick like Super Smash Bros. and then pick Joker from Persona because it's <laughs> no, <laughs> no Joker's gonna knock no, you no, up. No, no, no. If I had somebody to knock me up, um, is it does it have to be a guy or does it? No, or it is be a girl. In, in this situation, okay, then Princess Peach. Oh, okay. I guess she's a princess. She's got like a castle and stuff. <laughs> you're, I'm, you're, you're actually thinking ahead. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, yeah. I thought like, you were going to pick somebody sexy. Well, she's pretty fine for a princess. I mean, like, she's cute. Yeah. Like, you don't know what she looks like under those clothes except no. for fanfics. <laughs> well, I mean, she can everybody have, like, saw Bowsette going around last year. Four nipples under. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I was thinking, like, under the lower part then, of the like, dress. Like, what are the nipples doing there? Maybe she has a penis there. You don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, I feel like... What she if had... she doesn't have any... What if it's just a mushroom nub? <laughs> okay, sorry, moving on. Uh, hey, that, make, that made me a pretty fun guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm... That's good. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. she's got a castle... Like, aside from getting, like, kidnapped all the time, I mean, like... I mean, like, but if she's annoying, let that bitch get kidnapped. Yeah, so, like, you know, she's got a castle. she got a bunch of, like, toads and toadettes to do shit for her. Basically, I feel like, like, a vacation every couple uh, years. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the kid... Like, somebody... I know somebody's gonna save her. Mario. Yeah, or, he's, like, or you know, maybe she'll fucking save herself for one day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Super Princess Peach. Yeah, so, yeah, I go with Princess hey, Peach. Hey, that's a game. That was a game, so, yeah. What, what, she saved herself? She was the main character. Did she save herself? I don't know. I never played it, but I know it's a game where you play Peach. I didn't know there was a Super Princess Peach. Nintendo DS. She used her emotions as her special abilities. No. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I love that story. Um, Anyways, moving on to what have we been playing lately? Darren, what what has been tickling your fancy? So, the latest update. Tickling is taint. (laughs) What's been tainting that tickle? (laughs) Poking me in the mushroom room. <laughs> What's been nubbing your shroom? Actually, you know, they call it that sometimes, like, in do, sexual novels. Do they really? Yeah. The so, mushroom nub? Yeah, or purple-headed warrior, stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. Grimace? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not Grimace. I mean, she might. I feel like it's just me. Then. <laughs> just me, then. All right. Uh, so in, in Darren's, Darren's update of Darren's Death Stranding, um, Darren's the, update on his death. Dar- my, my, my Darren's death stranding. Uh, the base, basic way to sum up my experience uh, very quickly is friendship ended with roads. Zip lines are my new best friend. Zip lines should have been your new best friend from the beginning because those are dope and they make you travel faster from yeah. place to place. We don't have them right away. I know. I know. You wash it all. I, I finished it. You wash it all. I have played another, like, five or so hours over the past week. I didn't get a lot of opportunities to play. But in those five hours, 
I didn't do a single main story quest. I just put zip lines all over Are the place. You guys gonna finish the game so we could talk about it? Well, he hasn't even started it yet. Well, I mean, he started it, but he hasn't come back to it. Matt hasn't come back to it. No, I've done. When get, he comes I'll back to it. it, are you gonna play story mode? I, I, maybe. You can always go back and build roads and zip lines. <laughs> no, but the thing that I like about this game is planning and increasing efficiency of travel. And I get that. And you can do that. After you play the but, game, like if I want, but the, then the main story will go faster if I've made my travel more efficient. Listen, something right. you need to learn about Darren yeah. is he is not the fastest game player. <laughs> just, he just, gave but, me but, like but, what did you give me like a month or two to finish fucking Undertale? I I was joking, and I never I haven't talked about it since. I didn't know you were joking. I I, I it seemed like a just, joke. He's just been running the clock. <laughs> didn't seem his, like a joke. <laughs> She's been like, I've been losing sleep. <laughs> that has been in the back of my head. Like, man, I need to play this game. I finished Persona 5 in 85 hours. Mm. He finished it in 152. 140, I think. 140 hours. Well, now that I know that, I won't, like, speed through yeah. watching things. No. Yeah, I Because I was like, no, I, oh, I don't know if they're going to finish it. before. Because you guys were already like, I'm, like, on this chapter. And yeah. I'm like, I haven't even fucking well, started. The first three chapters are, well, the first two there's a chapter zero. So the first three chapters are very quick. But then three opens up and you spend a lot of time in yeah. it, at least for me. And then four is quick. And I'm on five right now. Mm-hmm. And five opens up again. Uh, I have to go climb a mountain. Yeah. Uh, and um, I haven't done that. But so basically before I go to the mountain, I just wanted to like make sure all my travel and roads and zip lines and pathways were built so I could fully... I get that. They the deteriorate over time. Yeah, but once I it's... Wish- Belt, it takes less materials yeah. to repair it yeah. than it does. But if it, don't they disappear after a while if nobody updates them? Uh, yes, but I can. It, the game will warn me when that's happening, okay. and I can just go pump a few more like resources into it and rebuild it back Man, 100%. Uh, I wish I could play in your game world. Yeah, because... Because I haven't seen any of your shit. Yeah, I know. I'd love to use his roads and his fucking well, zip lines you know, and shit. Can't you like, log in and maybe you'll mm, be there? Unfortunately, the game, when you first turn it on it basically decides for you a sort of small server that you'll be playing on and it won't let you join do with you your know friends. what server you're on no you can't uh, and you can't choice. choose it will just do it automatically and i'm not in his game world if he was he would have like the Rose red carpet days. of roads and zip lines built for him because i am making you know, travel everybody they, it's crazy because everybody on his server is all about building roads and zip lines. Like, that's all they <laughs> care about. You, you, you know, with, like, in my world, I'm going to be on that fucking bike hitting every rock possible. Yes. And like, <laughs> when I was watching that, I was like, you should just walk. Yeah. <laughs> like, walking is better than driving a bike on rocks. And yeah. that's why I've built roads. I know. I, I, I understand the reason behind it. I like, just, um, I like being efficient. So, you're still enjoying it? Still, I still am loving it enough that I've just that decided like, to build roads and zip lines, and that's <laughs> it. Awesome. I'm liking the mechanic of the like the walking and the world itself enough that the the story I'll get to it. Yeah, the minutia is is yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, I'll uh, just rewatch it when you're done. <laughs> uh, quick update for uh, Super Princess Peach. Yeah. I'll give you one guess as to what the plotline of this game is. No, it, is Mario kidnapped and she has to save Mario? Yes. So stupid. Mario, Luigi, and the Toads get captured by Bowser because he got a magic wand. And she goes out to find them. I guess that makes sense. I mean, for a plot, right? I feel like Mario, like, out of all the times he saved Princess Peach. She should he, save him once, right? No, he should know how to fucking save himself. Oh. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, and the, it seems like every Mario game, the plot is always somebody gets kidnapped because the plot of the Luigi's Mansion games is Mario gets kidnapped in all of them, and these Luigi people, has to save Mario. These fucking people, man. They just they just make cute worlds that you want to immerse yourself into, and it's the same story every time. <laughs> then, but like even then, like, can you imagine being like checking the calendar, be like, yo, who's getting kidnapped next week? Yeah. I got a dentist appointment. When am I? Am I around for this one? I want to play a game. Where Daisy will be kidnapped next. That's the plot of. Nobody fucking wants. That's Daisy. the plot of Mario Land. She's so cute though. I know. The plot of Mario Land is you got to go save the princess of Sarasaland, which is Princess Daisy. Oh, I thought you said Sriracha. Gotta go save that rooster. Uh, Destiny, what have you been playing, or what's what's on your radar? What are you thinking about? Um, I've been playing a little bit of. Uh, Black Desert Online. Mm. Have you been enjoying it? I have been enjoying it. I made a new character because when I went back and looked at my other character, I was like, oh, she's kind of ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a new one. Um, also, um, I have been thoroughly enthralled by God of War, the fourth one. Really? Which is la sex. Like, it is so... <laughs> Sexy, like the gameplay, like the story, that like the way that they are, like the world is. That my only thing is, is that like they keep talking about the world being this massive thing, but it doesn't feel massive. I know mm. it's like semi open world, yeah, but the yeah. fact that you have to keep coming back to the fucking lake, yeah, and then then going somewhere else, I'm like, it feels really small. It feels like you're in a big castle and you're just going yeah. to different rooms. Yeah, especially because when how far are you in the game? Um, Atreus was being a little dick. Okay. Okay. But now he's not like he's like man. I have never wanted to smack a child so hard. <laughs> like he's like I thought you said I had a tone. I was like bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Anyways. So, um, but you've been to like another of the nine realms, right? Yes. Yeah. So and that I was gonna say that I think that what you're saying about it feeling small is also because like when you go to the nine realms, it's just like. Not really, but it's mostly like a reskin of the same place. Yeah, so pretty like, much. And then one of the things that I don't like is when like games put the same enemies in different worlds. Yeah, because then it feels like what's the point? Like like you're playing sometimes, and then like the fucking uh, dark elves or dark fairies mm-hmm. will be in like random places and you're like yeah, what yeah. the fuck are they doing here yeah like it's like weird like that but whatever i understand i love the game it's like it's really dope you're okay. watching jack's up to kai player right yes that's because that's my future husband <laughs> nice oh you're not playing it yourself no that game is too complicated for me to want to play myself mm-hmm. it's no. a good game though it's really it looks really good but it like the whole like i have to like figure out how many points to put in this yeah. and this and this and this like it's a lot more like RPG like than all the previous yeah. yes. I loved it I fucking loved I remember playing the original one with mm-hmm. my brother and at first when I saw him play it I was like whoa what the fuck how are you doing all that stuff because there's like a lot of combos yeah. And, like, the first one, I never played the second or the third mm-hmm. one. But, like, I'm just a button smasher. I have no patience to remember yeah, the yeah, combos. combos. Yeah. And this yeah. new one really wants you to know the combos. Yeah, the first yes. God of Wars, you could get away with button mashing. But yeah. this, this one will This not one you can't. So, um, yeah, it's beautiful. And I'm loving the gameplay. And he hasn't finished it yet. But I, we're at the part where his son just started acting right again. Okay, cool. Nice. nice. But the game that I want to play is called Little Misfortune. Okay. 
and um, it was created by, or the publisher is, um, the developer and the publishers is Kill Monday Games. Okay. And I think they did uh, Fran Bow. I don't know if you guys ever... Oh, <clears throat> Fran Bow, that sounds familiar to me for some reason. I think they did that game. Um, anyway, so like I saw the demo of it uh, back earlier this year and I guess it got released I forgot about it and I guess it got released September 18th Mm -hmm. nice so it's basically and I like this game because it also touches on mental health so like the plot of it is that like you start the game and um, it stars this girl named (laughs) Miss Fortune Ramirez Hernandez (laughs) (laughs) and there's this narrator speaking and he basically tells her you're gonna die Mm -hmm. like in the first like part of the game he tells her that you're gonna die today Mm -hmm. and so like um she starts talking to him and and the voice tries to tempt her to play this game with him and it's either like um it's it's to like win her mother's eternal happiness interesting Interesting. yeah the art style looks super cute yeah so um yeah so I'm trying to figure out, like, just from, like, the, the demo, I was like, is she really going to fucking die? Like, what's really going on? And it, I got really pulled into the story. So I think it does deal with a lot of, like, mental health issues, um, depression, and things like that. So I'm probably going to give it a roll. Give that game What's the gameplay too. like? Do you know? Um, it's more like a story-driven point-and-click kind okay. of thing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it looks like it's on Steam. It's on Android as well. I might actually pick that up. I was looking at it. It looks... Oh, it's like, on Google Play? I think nice, so. Nice, I might have to pick it up. Too. I like the vibe of the I like the vibe of the way it looks. Mm. Yeah, it looks cool. What have you been playing, Matt? Me, I finished Star Wars. Oh, um, you finished it? Yeah. When I told you last week that I thought I was towards the end, I had literally like 40 minutes left, and I didn't realize <laughs> how much I had left. Uh, ending's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil what happens, yeah, but like... I will play it after Death Stranding. Yeah. Um, then I would tell you to avoid any trailers for it, because apparently EA or Sony, it's one of the two, released a trailer for it. That spoils the ending. Really? And aired it during fucking Thanksgiving weekend football. What? So people online were mad. Wow. So like, well, did they realize it was spoiled, or did they? How did they know? I'm it sure was? they're like, I don't want to go into what they showed or whatever because like they're obviously trying to get people to play the game. Right. Is all I'm gonna say. Um, if it's still like it's selling great and the game's fucking awesome. Um, I loved the ending. I was really like I kept hearing about how much of like a spectacle the ending is and like it was it, it was great. I really really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I otherwise I've been still plotting away at Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm six, badges? five six badges in. Mm-hmm. Um, all around level fifty, give or take a couple levels. Um, Have you fought Alistair again? Yeah, me and Al had a couple more battles this past weekend. What's uh, the scoreboard? The scoreboard is, I think I have him up every time except for one, which is, I think, like, I have, like, three wins on him and he has one. Yeah. Um, the last battle that we were fighting, and, like, so the first one that we did over the weekend, it literally came down to, like, a sliver of health left on both of us. Oh, and my Pokemon was just faster. Wow. So I, I edged it out that way. Um, and the second, one, like, one of the other battles that we were doing, he, he messaged me, he's like, I want you to fight my E-team. And I was like, motherfucker, you don't yeah. want me to go up against your B, C, or D team? You have me, like, you fought fucking five levels down to E? Yeah. And then as he was like, okay, fight my E team, I was like, all right, fine. As we were loading in, I'm like, these are all EVs. That's what are all EVs. <laughs> and sure as shit they were. Uh, we got timed out during that battle, though, so I don't, like, I, and we were act, we were pretty even. Um, I like that. Yeah. So we had all the EV Evos. What a um, joker. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Um, no, but, like, it's been good. And, again, like, 
it is what it is. I, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still having fun. I'm finding myself spending less time catching new Pokemon and stuff just because, like, I kind of have my team now. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know Al said that he's been swapping in and out a lot more. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, well, I found my six. And, like, as always is for me, I've been sticking with them. Um, Tomb Battles are fun. Game is super fucking linear. I'm curious to see what they'll do in the future, but yeah, I, I'm I'm still enjoying it. I'm still having fun with it. Good. Uh, I do plan to go back to Death Stranding mm-hmm. once, well, pretty much... After Pokemon? Well, uh, pretty much immediately. Like, oh, Pokemon, yeah, I'm not really playing at home. I'm using it more on the go. Um, and Death Stranding, I plan to go back to pretty much immediately. Yeah. Um, to get back in there. A tip for Death Stranding, I'll tell you, is that you'll notice that when you're playing roads... Well, the, yeah, actually, like, legitimately, in Chapter 3, the roads help a lot. Uh, they cost a lot of resources, though, and the game will give you resources from other people playing to help yeah. make it cheaper if you wait long enough. But from my understanding, they will never complete the road for you. Okay. So you always, I think, I mean, because I've been waiting like weeks in between to come back to it and no more extra roads. The very first time I played it, for some reason, there was like half the road was built already. But I think after a while, they just stop and they're like, all right, now you have to build the rest yourself. Okay. Well, I'll keep an eye out. All right. <clears throat> Uh, Destiny, you're up for games that matter this week. What is a game that matters to th- to thou? Okay, so, um, you know it sucks. I can't remember if I talked about this game or not. It's been so long. Well, try it. Um, I know I haven't talked about this game, so I will say Two Jam and Earl. Yes, you mentioned it. I mentioned, you mentioned it, but it I didn't talk about like why, why it matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. I was, I was just saying. I, was like, <clears throat> I remember you talking about it. But, okay, go on. Okay, so Toe Jam and Earl matters to me because it was the first game that I felt really kind of tried to showcase uh, uh, black culture or ethnicity Hmm. in a video game. Interesting. Um, Because they were like hip-hop aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) From Planet Funkatron. Yeah. (laughs) So everything in it was like very like funky, very like the kind of music that my dad would listen to. Even their style was like, that uh, early 90s rap kind of style and everything. Um, so I remember getting the game. It's, it's really colorful. It's really, like, exciting. But it's, like, it gets boring after a while because you're going around and you're looking for all these presents. But I also, like, just love opening packages. Is it? So I've never played it. Yeah. Is it, like, a, is it a platformer? Like, I've heard the name, obviously. but It's I've never a platformer. Played. It's a platformer? Okay. Yeah. Sort of? You're not really it's doing not, jumping. You're though. not really jump In the second one, you are. The second yeah. one's, like, definitely platformer. But yeah. this one's kind of like you crash land on this planet. And it's, it's kind of, like, top down. Mm. And you're walking around. Like, but you're not really doing a lot of jumping, you're right. No. But you're definitely battling stuff, and I don't know what you would call it. Is it more of, like, an RPG? It's not really an RPG. I'd say it's, like, a roguelike adventure game, almost. Maybe. Because... It's not like an RPG, because there's no no. real story. The object of every floor is to find the ship part, if there is one, and then make it to the elevator to go to the next floor. To go to the next floor. And it's just combat handle, just hack and slash? No. No. There's no combat. There's no, not, there is there combat. There's combat, but it's not like... You find you find a present, and a present will like give you tomatoes that you can so throw. So yeah. just an adventure game with puzzle elements? Yeah, kind of. Okay, kind okay. Of, kind uh, of yeah, I'm just that. trying to understand what it is. Okay, it's sorry, like, go on. It's weird, because I, I don't think I've ever played any other game that was no, like it. No, honestly. It's like a mix between like point and click and adventure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Sorry, sorry to, to pull you aside, but no, yeah, I just wanted okay. to understand what it was a little more. So like, um... It's the it's the first game that I played with my not the first game I played with my little brother but it was co-op mm-hmm. and I can't remember um, there was Toe Jam 
and then there's Earl, and the t- one of them, I can't remember which one is which, one is like a red kind of alien with like three legs, and the other one's like this fat yellow <laughs> alien. I think, I think Toe is the, the red, red one. one. Yeah, and then the other one is Earl. Oh. Yeah, um, Earl's hilarious. I just like the way he looks. And it's definitely, like, if you look at it, it's definitely 90s-esque. Like, yeah. what remind, it reminded me of, like, when the Rugrats were really huge and everything. And that's a really, um, like, Nickelodeon-esque style yes, to it, almost. Yes, And then, like, All Real Monsters came out. Oh, I love that show. After, after, afterwards. But that reminded me, like, a throwback back yeah. to Toe Jam and Earl. So I really liked the first one. The second one was kind of weird. The second one was more of a platformer. It was a different kind of game. It was completely different. Um, The second one was a platformer. There was a little bit of a story, but in this one, I think, if I remember correctly, humans had invaded their Earth Mm. or their planet, and you were trying to get rid of them. And it was like these weird touristy kind of just weird (laughs) fucking people, like in random places. And you actually did fight. Oh, you actually fought them. Yeah. You actually fought them. Um, How often would you play the first game with your brother? All the time. Like, so it was we would like re-rent it. Was it straight up co-op, yeah. though? Like, you could both control one of them and run around? Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we'd play it all the time. Um, and the music was, like, really, really cool for it. Yeah. <laughs> the music was dope as fuck. And I remember, like, my dad coming in, like, being like, what are you guys listening to or something? And it's like, oh, it's the music from the game. <laughs> That's like, awesome. He's like, that's funky. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, because I haven't played any other games. I'm trying to think of any other games that really felt like it tried to encompass, like, black culture and music era. in that era. And I don't think there was anything else like that. Because this came out when? The Genesis. Early 90s, 91. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Genesis game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there was. And I actually haven't played a game, like, since that really captures that except for like that that fighting game where it's like the rappers fighting each other Def Jam Def Jam, Def Jam. Yeah. that's the only one that like encompasses like hip hop and yeah. music of the time and there's no other game like that did you ever play 50 Cent Bulletproof no <laughs> or 50 Cent Blood in the Sand nope <laughs> wait so was Blood in the Sand Bulletproof is that also a, a I don't know game? I don't remember anyways um, that's awesome I remember when you talked about it on the podcast that I was gone, I wanted to be there because... Did you play it? I never played it, but my brothers were obsessed How with it. How old are your brothers? They're a couple years younger than me. They played it, but you didn't play it? No, so we actually got it when the Wii came out because it was released on the Wii's oh, virtual console. Oh, okay. And it was like, just on Christmas, we never had a Sega Genesis. So we decided to use the virtual console to try a bunch of Genesis games. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we like the look of this Toe Jam and Earl game. And I heard it's supposed to be like a classic. And now that song will forever be burned in my mind <laughs> because my brothers, whenever they play Toe Jam and Earl, they have to play it to beat it. And if they don't beat it, they're not going to play it. So I will hear for like five hours straight, boom, 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 we never beat it. And I guess that's why we kept renting it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was never like... It's endlessly replayable. Yes. Actually, because the game has two modes. It has like a set mode where it's the same game every time, but it has a randomly generated mode where every floor is randomly generated. generated. Wow, different. that's impressive and, for its time. Yeah, yeah, and every ship, like there's like 
eight or nine or ten ship parts to find that you beat the game. Uh, but like the ship parts will appear on different floors, and if you fall off the stage, you go down a floor and have to go through yes, everything all over again. Sucked. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck me. Well, let me just read something. Like, like I was saying, like it picked up on like urban culture, but right. like it it definitely says it references parodies and parodies 1980s and early 90s urban culture, and is set to a funk soundtrack. Yes. And I was like, yeah, I definitely remember being like, they're black. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome that it gave you that, like, that connection, right? Like, especially yeah. at a time when games really weren't about... There were people really weren't playing games to connect at that point. You know what I mean? Like, the, like at that time, games were simpler, right? Like, it was do this to, to, to get that, right? But it's awesome that even without a story, it's just, like, the, the feel of the game gave you that, that feeling of... Well, yeah, because they look like rappers. They're yeah, alien yeah, rappers. Yeah, like a representation. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So I was like, that was really cool. <laughs> representation from aliens. Yeah. Oh, but, you know what I mean? That's but, great. Yeah, oh, it's true. Yeah. Like, you want to see, like, I guess it's something that, like, not, not to be, like, rude, but you guys would probably take for granted because <laughs> you don't have to think about it. No. But I do think about it, like, you know, females being represented yeah. in games and, like, people of color being represented in games and not seeing it. And when I, if I see something that, like, I can pick up on that feeling. Yeah. Like, I always loved all of the characters who were, like, I loved Barrett just because Barrett was black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there was nobody, he was in a cast full of white people, yeah. and Barrett was the only black guy. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, Barrett. I'm trying to think of games where the main character is a person of color, and I'm having a really hard time. Yeah, of they're not. They're not that many. I think Spawn had his own game. Yeah. Oh, The Walking Dead Season 1 game, you play a black man. Oh, I you know I you know I don't do zombies, but but that's well, dope. If you want to watch someone play the like the Walking Dead season one video game is in my opinion better written than the show by far. Is it better than the comic? I have not read the comic. Oh, okay. The first the first season is pretty special. The, the first yeah. season is you don't have spoil for you. Yeah, it's a fantastic piece of writing, and like the whole season revolves around you play Lee, who like the game starts and you're being like arrested. And you're in a cop car, and then you, like, the cop hits a zombie, and then you are out in the world. And it's, like, just when the zombies first started appearing, and then you have to, like, survive. That sounds scary. Stop But then you find find a group of people that you're trying to survive with, and there's a little girl named Clementine. Uh And the whole game is basically about you trying to be, like, a father figure to Clementine. And it's, like, zombie apocalypse. And some of the best child writing I've ever seen in a video game. Like, you care about this girl so much. And you care about like the journey. It, Walking Dead season one is a masterpiece of like. I would love to play that game without the zombies. No, I just I have an irrational fear of zombies, and I will tell you why. And it's game related, just really quickly. Yeah, tell me. I was watching my brother play Resident Evil in my bedroom, (laughs) and I don't remember which one it was, but like I had never been like that freaked out about zombies before. And then, like, that night, like, I was, like, 17. That night, I went to sleep, and I had, like, this nightmare that, like, everybody in my town had, like, not everybody, but most of the people in my town had caught, like, some crazy fucking virus. And, like, were, and so there were people in stages, right? So people who were just, like, fucking, like, gone, and there were, like, dead bodies all over the place. And I remember one part where I was walking, and I fell, and my hand went into something that felt like a rotten squash. Oh. And when I looked, it was someone's head. Oh, fuck. Oh. And, okay, yeah, this dream was crazy. And then 
I remember them saying some people have like the antivirus or something something mm-hmm. weird like the antibodies so they're not affected. And mm-hmm. there were a few people and I guess I was like one of them. Mm-hmm. And then there were people who like were had gotten infected but had gotten the antibodies but they still showed signs mm-hmm. of like whatever it was. And we were walking down this major highway in this small town that I live in and we got mobbed. And it was people who saw that we hadn't turned, so they knew that we had whatever it was. And they were just like, we need your blood, we need your blah, 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 blah. And I realized that it was a dream because I was like, there's no way that this could be real. And it was with people I knew. So I was like, I need to scream to wake myself up. And I could not wake up. That's oh. fucking terrifying. If it's so then I didn't know if I was dreaming yeah, or not, right? Okay. If, so that's I cannot I can't do zombies. I had that experience. I understand too. Yeah. I don't know if it helps. The game has a cartoony art style. It's oh, like a, it's the same art style as the comic book. Okay, well, maybe I'll look at it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's awesome that that game stood out to you. Yeah, I, it, I love Toadjamino. Yeah. And one one more thing I want to say is you should check out Toadjamino. Back in the groove, which the is the second one, the, the third one. That There's came, a third one. It came out one. last year. Or what? It was a brand new one. Yeah, it came out one. this year. The came fourth this year. one. Well, because there was a third one for Xbox. Oh. But nobody really liked it. But it was closer to the style of the original game. Tobin, oh Toe Jam and Earl, Back in the Groove. It's a reboot of the game in the exact same style of the very first game for the Switch and for uh, PC. And oh, for, I'm definitely gonna get it if it's for PC. Yeah, check it out. Uh, and just really quick, 50 Cent Bulletproof and Blood in the Sand We're are both, both games. games. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, <laughs> moving on to our news. It's on sale for 50% off. There you in go. Case go. Get that shit. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to the news. Um, our first news topic is one that makes me very, very disappointed. Uh, in the Valley of the Gods has been put on hold. This is coming from Matt Kim over at IGN. Matt writes, to fans looking forward to In the Valley of the Gods, it's probably clear that the optimistic 2019 at the end of the announcement trailer isn't going to be accurate. Campo Santo co-founder Jake Rodkin said in a statement to Polygon, in the end, Valve time makes fools of us all. But yes, developers from the former Campo Santo team have joined other projects at Valve, including Half-Life Alex. So, essentially, Campo Santo, the team that behind uh, the smash fucking hit Firewatch, which came Mm -hmm. out a couple years ago, was acquired by Valve last year Mm -hmm. they had debuted a trailer of a really really cool looking game Mm -hmm. um which kind of which followed like two uh i actually both think they were both black female archaeologists Mm -hmm. in the the, like in the hunt into this egyptian egyptian pyramid pyramid. that art style looked fucking cool like it looked like a really atmospheric Mm -hmm. and really interesting game it's now just been put on hold indefinitely Valve took him over, and essentially, it sounds like a lot of the members from the team have been divvied up amongst other projects yeah. like Half-Life Alex, like Alex. Uh, Alex, sorry, Dota, and other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes me so sad. Yeah, it does. It makes me really sad, too, because I really liked Firewatch. Uh, it's the first... Firewatch only, was really good. Yeah, it's the only game they ever got a chance to make before they got bought by Valve. And Valve has a habit of, like, buying out companies and then, like, all right, you're Valve now, so, like, good luck getting your other projects finished. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just really unfortunate because yeah. I feel like they're such a cool indie game dev. Yeah, and especially with Firewatch being the only thing that they ever really did, and like I mean that's fantastic, really. Like mm-hmm. to to be bought out that quickly, and yeah. like I'm, I'm sure that's great to not worry about a paycheck. But like I read, uh, there was a thread on Twitter about a contract worker who was working on In the Valley of the Gods with them, yeah. 
he came in at around the time where Fire Watch and helped clean it up, and then was working on the Valley of the Gods as one of like the head writers or something. Mm. But again, he was a contract worker, and he got shelved once Valve got bought it. Right. And he's like, all the, he he's like he goes on to say how disappointed he was, all this work that he put into yeah. it, and how much he loved what they were doing, and how now it's just gone. That's such a shame. And like the game, we don't know if we'll ever it'll ever see the light of day. I guess yeah. There's there's nothing to say. 100% that it will never come out because Turtle Rock Studios is the company that made Left 4 Dead. Yeah. And then after they made Left 4 Dead, they did make their own game, which was Evolve. So maybe Campo Santo will make something after Half-Life Alex comes out. Maybe they'll get back to it. Yeah, but just no way to tell. But they're also split up among stuff like Dota on whatever the fucking card battle that they have now yeah. and shit. Like, they're, they're, they're spread thin amongst other, like other teams. From so my understanding... I would have loved to play this game. I wanted to be an archaeologist. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to be an archaeologist oh, really? you know, before That's, I was an artist. And the art style was beautiful. The game looked yeah, super, yeah. super cool. And now it's just stuck in the ether. Like, well, it's just, it's just... The way, from my also understanding of how the way Valve's structure works, if the Campo Santo really does want to get back together and make this game... Then they they could they could also just leave and make their own studio. I don't think Valve owns the IP per se. Yeah, but like still, um, like the, all the assets and everything that they've done, I'm sure was wrapped up in the purchase, right? Yeah. Like so, but and also the key members. Someone I think it was the owner of the studio. Someone came and said that like the key members are working on Half Life Alex. Yeah. Which is probably a good news for Half Life Alex because their writing in Firewatch was really good. So that means that the writing in Half-Life yeah, Alex but like I, I'm good. sorry. I'd rather have this game than Half-Life Alex. I would too. I like actually this, would this too. game was just something original, something beautiful, something that looked like could tell like a really cool story. Yeah. And like Half-Life, great. I'm excited for more Half-Life, but like mm-hmm. I would have rather them let them finish this. Yeah. Especially because like like I said, the trailer said 2019, so you would have to think it, was, it wasn't that far out from no. being thing like being ready to go. But I guess with them wanting to push Half-Life out. And for them to get the Dota stuff going, I guess, you know, decisions were made. And I don't know. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, I know. I think it's interesting that this game, you actually see the character because in Firewatch, Firewatch, you never saw them. Yeah. 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 I know. Ugh, it, it is a shame. I guess we'll see. I'll, we'll see if it ever comes around. I hope it does. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on to our next topic. So next thing, just quickly, I want to touch on Super Mario Maker 2 getting a big old update. This comes from Logan Plant over at IGN. Nintendo announced that Link and the Master Sword from Legend of Zelda are coming to Super Mario Maker 2 pretty much today. The Master Sword is a power-up only available in the Super Mario Bros. art style, and it transforms Mario into the green hero from Hyrule. The power-up isn't just cosmetic, though, as it adds a number of Link's classic moves into the Mario Maker mix. Link can fight enemies with the sword and block incoming attacks with a shield. Darren, how do you feel about this basically becoming a Super Zelda maker yeah. in a way? Yeah, not only does it he can use his sword and shield, he can also use his bombs and bow and arrow, yep. which is crazy. Um, that's really cool. I think that's really cool that you, now with Mario Maker, you can basically make your own like Zelda two levels essentially. Yeah. Because um, like while you can't make like full out dungeons, I mean you can still do some pretty cool stuff in that game. Yeah, so. I just time and time again the games and updates coming out for Mario Maker and, like, other Switch stuff basically makes me feel one thing. It makes me feel like I wish I never bought a Wii U <laughs> because yeah, I have... doing everything. Because now they're doing everything on the Switch. Yeah. And, like, I don't really feel like buying Super Mario Maker 2 because I already played a bunch of Mario Maker 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Mario Maker 2 is, like, a new game, but I kind of just... I like, I've already done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Destiny, does this, uh, does this do anything for you? Do you think it'd be a cool thing if this game continues to add like, Nintendo-esque characters to it, in a way? Because, I mean, now that they have Link, I mean, could they add something, like, 
Samus, could they add something like... They could. Right? I mean, does that do anything for you? I think, like, if they added elements from other games that wasn't just characters, that would be cool. Yeah, cool. so, like, actual maybe, like, dungeon-building yeah, tools that like are like you could do Like, if, like, they decided to add stuff from, like, Kirby's world... Yeah, like Kirby like, enemies. That and would Kirby be cool. Or maybe, things. like, elements from, like, the different styles that they did, like Paper Mario. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. That would be cool. Because yeah. that would be interesting. But just doing the same thing over with a new character and new abilities, I feel like it's like... Mm, I yeah. want Mario Maker 3, Nintendo Maker. Where well, you just make, I, like, a bunch of different kinds of games. Yeah, I'd be cool. Be like, cool. I wouldn't mind taking a, a hit on a couple of the art styles if it yeah. included different elements that they could do. But yeah. I guess we'll yeah. see. It's, the Link one is only exclusive to the Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Brothers 1 art style. Yeah. You can't use it in the other art yeah, style. Yeah, which which is kind of stu- which so. kind of sucks, but I understand at the same time. Um, all right. Well, I mean, well, I guess we'll see as that game continue gets updated. I think it's a really, yeah. really cool add-on. Uh, going on to our next topic. This is coming from Rai, uh, from Cecilia D'Anastasio over at Kotaku. She writes about Riot Games. Um, so just to give a bit of background before I read from Cecilia's story, uh, she's actually the one that, it was either, either earlier this year or late last year, she broke a story about a huge, huge thing over at Riot Games, um, basically talking about a really like dude-bro culture where women were never properly promoted, they faced gender discrimination, they faced sexual harassment, and a lot of it was like a frat house it was like it was like attributed to almost having like a frat house mentality and they and and cecilia did probably i would honestly call it the best piece of video game journalism i've ever read and if not one of the best pieces ever done um the amount of research that she did and the way that she wrote the story was heartbreaking to read but like shout out to her for for doing it because Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for her story, it never would have been brought to light. Yeah. Because after that, after she did that, Riot went into such hot water that they had to bring in, like, third-party consultants, and they had to bring in other people to kind of help them clean up their workplace. Now, reports since then do say that right, that the atmosphere there has actually gotten better, wow. but it does seem, though, that the highest level execs are, are still, still assholes. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't surprise me It at does all. seem that generally things are a lot better than they were, but the higher-ups are still kicking and screaming a bit. But to give a bit of an update, so Cecilia writes, Riot Games will pay out a huge $10 million proposed settlement collectively to every woman who has been employed by the company at any time over the last five years. The settlement is one of the largest in California history for, gen- for a gender discrimination suit, says the plaintiff's lawyer. The payout, which was reported by the Los Angeles Times marks a sweet moment of justice for women at Riot, who have been systematically disadvantaged working at the giant game company, according to a 2018 Kotaku investigation. Our report described rampant sexism at Riot, manifesting in its hiring and promoting practices, and bro-office culture, which sometimes encouraged harassment and gender discrimination. The suit, filed November 2018, also describes how women at the League of Legends publisher were paid less than men in the same or similar position. Uh, I really want to encourage anybody who's interested to go and take a look at not only this article, but Cecilia's original article, because they are fantastic and really, really deserve to be read. Um, Destiny, this coming from one of the biggest fucking publishers slash developers in the world. I mean, League of Legends is absolute gangbusters. (coughs) Does the story surprise you at all from its beginning to where now it seems like women will actually get a little bit of something to for at least a bit of recompense. Destiny's violently shaking her head. No, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Like, 
it's not even just the industry it's the people just who are into gaming the guys who are into gaming the guys who are into gaming are the same fucking guys who are into making games exactly you know what i mean so like it's not i nobody nobody who's reading that is surprised yeah i guarantee it nobody they're surprised that they're having to pay out 10 million (laughs) dollars but they're not surprised that like women get treated like shit in the industry especially the gaming industry like they don't respect women so no. do you think this the payout is at least a step in the right direction? I mean, or do you I think do. it's more of like I, a band-aid? Like, no, I think it's a step in the right direction because I feel like now other women will start speaking up hmm. and to show more companies will be like, we don't want to fucking lose $10 million. Yeah. Let's get our shit straight. Because $10 million is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah. and you it seems like I mean? the only way to make any kind of real difference it's is to the only way It's to make them pay out. I don't yeah. know if you guys ever... Okay, so there's this movie with Charlize Theron, and um, it's based off true events where she worked in a coal mine, and I can't remember the name of it, but basically she went up against a big coal company for women's rights, for being discriminated against, and she worked there. North Country. North Country. And, like, the shit that they did to her, it actually put it on the map for um, discrimination within uh, companies. Because men were just allowed to get away with it, and it was like, well, if you want to work in this industry, you have to deal with it. it. This is the culture. This is the culture. So it's like, and I feel like a lot of women feel that way. Like, well, you know, guys are just like that, and like, boys will be boys. If we want to be in this, if we want to, you know, be in the industry, we're gonna have to deal with it. Now, luckily, like when I worked in the industry for the um, gaming company Mm -hmm. that I worked for, it wasn't so much like that and I don't know if it wasn't so much like that because I knew these guys Mm -hmm. ahead of time and I went to college with them Mm -hmm. and so like you knew the atmosphere you were stepping into I knew the atmosphere I was stepping into Mm -hmm. um and I would say that they were they were more familiar with me Mm -hmm. than they might have been with the female that they had just hired right right Right. So, like, the things that they knew I was okay with them getting away with because yeah. we're friends yeah. is not something that I think that they would do to someone, do to someone else. Yeah. Right. Right? So, and for an example, like, I remember, like, <clears throat> I called one time. I called in because we had these uh, these uh, uh, conference, conference calls because sure. I worked remotely. And I was just like, hey. <laughs> and I don't know how I said it. But they were all like, damn, why are you trying to sound all sexy? <laughs> and I was like, no, I was just saying hello. Yeah. You know? But, but you're I, friends. But th- we're friends. And you have been for years. And we like, have been wasn't... for years. Yeah. So, and the, I know another girl was working for them, and she I think she works for DreamWorks now. And I, mm-hmm. I'm now thinking back on it. I don't think they ever spoke to her the right. same way they spoke Hopefully not. to me. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... Um, I know it's there. It never happened to me, per se, within my company. Um, and I think that's just because of the friendship I had with these guys. But I can definitely see it happening when I play, like, MMOs. Or I play, like... Or I listen to some people who play games. And, I mean, like, if we just think about it, like, most of the games that we have that, like, showcase a woman, like... We're showing a lot of fucking assets that we don't need to show, like a lot of fanfare. And it just shows that there's, like, still a level of sexualization towards women that men are not willing to let go yet. And when I went to college and I worked with uh, girls who were in uh, 
who were doing gaming, like, they got made fun of a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in very mean ways. Like, oh, they're fat or they're ugly. It was just, it was right. always something fucking yeah, fucked yeah, yeah. up. You know what I mean? And those same people are now working in the industry. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, uh. I'm glad to see that they're actually doing something about Me it. Yeah. And like I said, like, I think the best thing that they could have done was bring in a third party to handle cleaning up their corporate culture because this wasn't a thing where they just tried to handle it by themselves. Like, okay, we know best, but I think clearly the fact you don't that a woman best. wrote the article says yeah. a lot because I don't think um I don't think a guy would have taken it on. Yeah. No, no and like that's the thing that I like people give Kotaku a lot of shit and people give Jason Stryer a lot of shit because like they write some like really fluffy articles and they, they write some they write some dumb stuff but like they're also they're owned like, by Gawker, which yeah. is like which is like, but whatever, like it's yeah, it's yeah. silly stuff. It's yeah. not hurting anybody, but they're also they never shy away from going at shit that matters. But like, I wonder why. I'm like when this came to like ahead, I wonder why it was the female writer who did it. I wonder if like the male writers who work for them kind of shied away from it. I think a I'm lot. I'm curious. Of, I think I think a lot of what because I've listened to Jason talk a lot on his podcast, and from what it sounds like, like. The editorial team, the writers will come to them with pitches and be like, I want to work on this. And they essentially okay it or say, mm, I don't know if it's a thing. So my guess would be that Cecilia had heard something, had heard something. started digging, came to them, and I was like, I want to do this. And they gave her the room yeah. to oh, run. Okay. Um, because, like, yeah, like, from what I know about these guys, like, they're... They have to find their own scoops. Yeah. And, like, and they have, like, a, a really diverse roster of writers working for them and stuff. Like... Jason and Kirk Hamilton, which is one of the which one of the main guys there, like they give their they give the writers a lot of breathing room. I'm really glad that she came and she did it. Yeah. But I think it would have made even and this is a shitty thing to say, but I think it would have made even a bigger impact had it been a, a guy who was pointing these things out. Um, just because men don't usually point mm-hmm. those things out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like women get a lot of like slack for being like oh you're just overreacting you're being emotional blah 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 but like when a guy stands up and says you're fucking up you're mistreating women like I don't know why but people are more willing to be like maybe he has something to say maybe you know because I mean if you're in a system that's flawed it's the people that are part of the system that are probably gonna be able to make the the most effect if you're like an outsider like you just said people are like less willing to listen to you but someone who's an insider saying it's like well maybe we should listen because they're the insider already I, I hope that more I hope that this story really does empower more people to speak out if they're in that sort of environment and I hope that this kind of thing gets brought out more if it, like when it does still happen because I don't want to say if because it obviously does and will continue to happen for a yeah. long time I think <laughs> bad shit is going to happen like I think I think people are going to get really angry I think it's going to be like the Me Too movement things always got to get worse before yeah, they get better I think yeah. a lot of people and then a lot of people are going to have to step down and then I'm a little afraid of how the gaming the male population of the gaming community is going to react to that because yeah. they're already very negative and can be violent. Yeah. So that makes me nervous. Well, I saw this. So the reason I saw that this story came back up is I saw it on Twitter, right? I followed them and I went through the mentions and it was a pretty, like it was a pretty wide split between people who were supporting it and people were being like social justice warrior cucks, like whatever. And it's like, there's, you're never going to avoid that shit. I just, I I hope that they don't stop talking about it. And I don't think. I hope they well. don't either. Yeah. But I think if people start stepping down and like getting pulled from things, it's going to get really yeah. ugly. Yeah. 
Well, that's what's happening in politics and in the game industry. It's going to be that's what happened in the movie industry. So I'm just, I mean, it was it's a trickle effect. Yeah, although it seems like, well, I don't know. I don't want to make a blanket statement about the movie industry getting better, but it means it seems like some progress was made. Yes, I think it's at least some big names that I don't think you ever would have thought gotten got took down or were taken down, which is good. And also just like the fact that it's so much more in the open atmosphere now, right? Like, this is just also much more widespread now, and people are talking about it a lot more openly than they did even just a couple of years ago. What right? I will say really quickly is that I think what also helped that is men were also coming out about the Me Too movement as yeah. well. It like wasn't Cruz. Yes, it wasn't just women. Yes. Because women mm-hmm. have been saying it for a very yeah. long yeah. fucking yeah. time, and nothing happened. Yeah. And that's what I meant by the... I love that she took the time to do the article, mm-hmm. but I know that if a, a guy had done the article, it would have gotten a lot more... T- traction? Traction. I yeah. know it would have, just because, like, women have been already... Women yeah. who are in the industry, like, we already know well, that it, this shit is yeah, happening. It's all part of that whole, like, bystander syndrome yeah. thing, where it's like, if the bystanders are the ones that have the power to change things, if everyone just turns a blind eye, then Nothing you know, nothing's going to change. Yep. Well, let's see. Like, I, I hope that people continue to come forward about this, and I'm glad that the that the women that were working there will at least get something, some sort of recompense for the time that they spent great. there. I think I think that's at least hopefully a step forward into letting them heal and you know. Can we just move thank on. them too, the ones yeah. who actually said Fuck something? Yeah. Because Fuck like, yeah. you're putting your job on the line when you work in a male-dominated fucking industry yep. to come out and say this is happening at this place and like putting your name out there so you know thank you for doing that and hopefully other women will you know uh, follow your in your steps and feel like they can do it as well yeah, yeah hell thank yeah. you alright moving on uh, real quick game announcement we got a release date for Persona 5 Royal I'm obviously talking about it because it's Persona <laughs> it's coming March 31st 2020 hella fucking hyped can't fucking wait that game looks like it's going to be gangbusters, and I'm always ready for more Persona. Yeah. Can I say one thing really quickly? If you're going to shit on my parade, man, I'm going to fucking <laughs> throw you right out. Why are you I'm, shaking? So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no. I'm scared. No, what? Because Matt, Matt's taking his belt off right now, getting oh, ready. Oh, that leather. Unrelated. <laughs> uh, so uh, one thing that's making me a little bit salty about the whole Persona Royal thing is that I found out that there's... So one thing that's good is Persona Royal will have all the Persona 5 DLC included in the game for Western users, but there is Persona 5 Royal DLC. Yeah. Like, this is already supposed to be, like, a reworking, remaster, ultimate edition of the game, and they're releasing more DLC to come out at the same time in, like, really weird bundle scenarios. It's all costume shit. Like oh, it's, it's just for costume. That's, yeah. that's always the way that Personas has yeah. done it, is that when they release DLC, it's always costume. Yeah. It's not that they're anything story-based or anything like that, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna throw a big fit about it, because yeah, it's only cosmetic stuff. It's not like they're locking another chapter of the game, but still, like, releasing, like, an ultimate version of your game, and then still releasing but DLC for it? The thing, the thing about these ones, though, is that these re-releases are always treated as, like, a .5. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not, like, Persona 6. It's just, it's, like, Persona yeah. 5.5. It's just, so, like, one way I think Atlas is a little bit behind in certain situations, because most yeah. of the developers don't do that. It doesn't surprise me, and especially, like, because, like, I, if you look up pre-orders on the PlayStation Network, <laughs> you have the base game for, like, the 80 bucks, yeah. then you have an, uh, a, spe- a deluxe edition for, like, 95, for example, which comes with some cosmetics and then the next one's like 130 bucks for just more cosmetics yeah so like 
Dead or it's, Alive it's, is the same way, too. It's, it's there if you want it. I'm never going to spend $130 yeah. to get just a bunch of outfits for characters that I'm never going to think about yeah. again. And we should be lucky that we're this is for the Western release, because correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, the Japanese release did not actually get the Persona 5 DLC included. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, to be honest. I think it's only the Western release that's getting the DLC included, because I, the Western people throw more of a fit about this kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyways, the game's coming soon. Um, just adds another fucking game to that March, April next year, so we'll see yeah. what the fuck happens there. Hundreds of hours lost. Yep. All right, moving on to our main topic. I want to talk about the Game Awards. Um, I love watching this shit every year. Jeff Keighley has been getting better and better at putting these awards together, and as much cringe as there usually is, the, I feel like the, the it puts a nice spotlight on the industry and gives... Yeah developers an opportunity to get in front of the camera get in front of the microphone and just brings a bit of love to the industry so i'm super excited that these are coming um they're going to be on the 4th 13th 13th thank you on the 13th um it'll be 6 a.m for us 6 a.m for us i'll be up um essentially i what i want to do is i want to go through the nominees well some of the nominees i don't want to go through all of them uh i want to go through some of the nominees and talk oh you motherfucker it's like noon it's the 12th it's Thursday December 12th and what, at what time 5.30pm pacific time okay I'm not going to do this math uh. right now anyways <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump into some of these categories and talk about what we think is going to win um, once we're done going through them uh, Darren I want to do a little bit of hypothesizing I want to look into <laughs> our crystal ball and see what we think is going to happen in terms of announcements and yeah so let's get going I want to start with the big boy. Okay, I, want, I want to start with, with the big old game of the year. You saucy dog. I'm a saucy, saucy dog. Uh, the nominees for game of the year are Control from Remedy, mm-hmm. Death Stranding from Kojima Productions, mm-hmm. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate from Bandai Namco, mm-hmm. uh, Resident Evil 2 from Capcom, Sekiro Shadows Die Swipe from FromSoft, and Outer Worlds. you say Shadows Die Swipe? Shadows Die Swiper, no swiping, um, from Software, <laughs> and Outer Worlds from Obsidian. Um, Darren, what do you think is going to win? You know what's interesting is this has been a fantastic year for video games, but I don't really feel like giving any of those games the game of the year. All of them have a flaw to me. Okay, but what do you think is going to win? Um, what do I think is going to win? Okay, or what do I want? Is going? I Give can me say both. both. Okay, one more time. Just list them off real quick. Sekiro. Control, Death Stranding, Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Outer Worlds. Uh, what I think is going to win is I think... Think, uh, I, th- I, oh my god, I don't even know. What do you want to win? What I want to win is, um, I, I think Death Stranding might win, and I think actually, if I was gonna pick one game to win, I think I would pick. I I want Death Stranding. Yeah, but that's also kind of like a reserved want because I acknowledge how flawed it is. I just want to pick it because of how like strangely, uniquely ambitious it is and how different it was. Like if I I don't want any of those games to win. If I was gonna pick a game to win, I'd say the Outer Wilds, which is not even nominated. Okay, but that's not what we're saying. I know. Man. Okay. So we'll talk about our personal lists in another episode. Right. We'll I think about game awards. I think Death Stranding's gonna win. Okay. I think it's just because it's Kojima and it's so strange and it's so polarizing, but it's so different. Destiny, what do you think? Um, Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Bros., Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Outer Worlds. I don't understand why Super Smash Bros. is there. It is the best Smash Bros. game. I know, but it's just like, it's like all, they're all the same. Yeah. 
Right? They're all the same. Oh, this with more added characters, new stages, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's like it's like any fighting game. Yeah. It's just more of the same with more on it. Well, I, I guess what I don't understand, maybe you can explain it to me, is mm. how you compare that game to a game like Death Stranding. Like, what? Yeah. what is, what, how are they, well, what is it? Uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate did have like a brand new single player expansive story RPG thing that they put into the game. Yeah. It wasn't just like, like multiplayer. At the heart of it, the game is really solid. The game has always been really solid. The thing about this one is that it included every Every character from every Smash existed. Bros. ever. So this but is that's like, not what I'm asking. They seem uh, how like you two. It to how do you compare it? They seem like two very different so, games. So just to give a bit of background for anybody who's unsure who's unsure about how the game awards work, essentially Jeff Keighley is the is the man behind the scenes here. He essentially reaches out to a number. I think it's like eighty, um, like. Uh, outlets, stuff like IGN, stuff like Easy Allies, stuff like Kind of Funny, like mm-hmm. respected, reputable outlets, and essentially sends them all the nomi- uh, like nominations, mm-hmm. and they essentially vote per outlet. They get votes for each thing, mm-hmm. and they essentially compiles all of the ones for the different outlets, and that's who wins. So there isn't like a, he's not he's not choosing anything. Mm-hmm. So essentially, like. I feel like so. Is this like the? I guess it's weird to me because it's like, what's the best fighter game of? And then it had fighter games, yeah. and what's the best? Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm thinking they're kind yeah, of like, It's just like I don't know how to pick between because you, they're all very different. I guess you have to kind of think like what game like defined your year. Stranding. What game? Yeah, what like game? De- what game like defined your year, or what do you think was None the most them. influential game of the year? Yeah. But if I had to pick, I would say Death Stranding because yeah. the story was very interesting. Yeah, and it's Kojima. Um, I'm split. I think Death Stranding is going to win, or I could see Resident Evil 2 coming in with an upset. I could also see Outer Worlds winning, I don't see Outer Worlds winning. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think that the game was great. I don't see it winning. I don't see it winning against... You never played it? I mean, you never finished it, did you? I'm working on it. I'm going to. But I don't see it winning up against Death Stranding. But you see it beating Resident Evil? No. Resident Evil, like, is again, seems like the same... (laughs) It's, well, not, no, it's no, not. No, no, Resident Evil. No, no, no. It is a remake, though. It's, it's, a, a, remake. it's a remake of the second yeah. one. So how is it not like, the same? Well, like, it's, not, it's not the same. Like, I mean, it's, it's the like, same. But just because it's the same doesn't mean that it's not good. And I'm yeah. not saying that it's yeah. not good. No, I, I'm not saying yeah. that you're not saying it. But so. I'm just saying, like, I don't understand how they pick. I guess to me, it seems like a weird. It seems it's very actually, weird. Yeah, the problem. The problem with a, a, a lot of these kinds of award shows is they will pick like the same way that the Academy Awards do. Is they'll ignore a lot of independent games, uh, and pick what's considered like. There is a little bit of a popularity. That's what it's doing. Honestly, yeah. that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like what game was most popular, and we're picking the five most popular games, and then we're going to pick one out of those five most popular the, games. That's what it sounds like. The, the way that these games, that these awards always work is that's kind of like, what game sucked up the most air this year, right? Like, which mm-hmm. game was the game that people talked about? Which game right. was one that popularity. People, it's a yeah. popularity yeah. contest. Yeah, right. it is. Okay. It is in a way. And, and yeah, I mean, I have the same problem with the Academy Awards. They're going to ignore a bunch of films that are from other, like other foreign films and other independent films that are probably better than a lot of what's going to be nominated for the, you know, best picture. Mm. Yeah. But they're, if you're, it's all about the campaign. Like in the Academy Awards, you have to physically campaign to get your award, your movie nominated. You don't have to do that for the game awards, but they're going to go to the big outlets and they're going to look at a lot of the AAA games. They're going to look at some of the indie games, but if it doesn't have the following, I guess, if you're ha- like you said, if people are picking their nominations, like they're getting people from other websites and things, yeah, the only games they're going to be picked are the games that they've played. And if they've only played the most popular games, then you're not yeah, going to have those okay. other games. So yeah, that's what but I was the, saying. So I didn't the understand. thing is, like, so yeah. the Easy Allies, there's like eight or nine of them. Hmm. They submit 
a game as Easy Allies, not as each individual one. So between mm-hmm. them, they deliberate and then submit one as part of their, mm-hmm. like, uh, amongst their, mm-hmm. like, as for their outlet, right? Um, so I have a question. Yeah. Is Kojima's game always in one of the top? I don't know. Maybe. But he also always, every time he makes a game, it always gets, like, perfect scores. Kojima, they're good games. Because it's Kojima? I think it's yeah. because I don't think it's just because it's Kojima. I've played all of Kojima's games, and I genuinely think that they deserve to he, be there. He makes great games. He does, and they're not just because it's Kojima, but the name does help. I'm not. Yeah, sure I'm, I, I definitely the, think the name helps. The, I wonder if he produced something under like a pen name, would it get the same kind of? Well, I the, wonder. That's what he did for PT when that came out, which was his playable teaser for his upcoming Silent Hill game. But the game never came. It, it, no, but I'm just saying he announced it under a fake studio and it still got a lot of traction right but then it was a very quick turnaround for him being like surprise it was me the whole time sure. like it wasn't like sure. that game never came out it sure. never sold and he did the same thing it. with the phantom pain where people eventually that one took longer because he but, didn't uh, not until he announced that it was Metal Gear Solid 5 I don't think that's the same thing though because like he's never released a, released a game under a different under a pen yeah. name to see how it's sold how it whatever sure. right like it's but, a very different thing I'm I, sorry I feel like I got you guys way off track with this and this is something we could talk about another yeah, time yeah, this is a good topic to talk but about I was like, just curious but, yeah. okay. um, I think it could be able to come down to Resident Evil or Death Stranding Resident Evil had a lot of noise when it came out at the yeah. beginning of the year people really fell in love with it it's definitely going to be on my top 5 games of the year so I'm, I think it'll be between the two what I want I to win I, I want I honestly I would want uh, Control to win, just mm-hmm. because it was a really cool fucking game, despite my problems with it. I haven't finished Death Stranding, so I yeah. don't want to give it to Death Stranding not having played enough of it. Yeah. It's just funny, because like I said, for some reason, every year there's usually one game where I'm like, oh yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. game of the year. Yeah. But this year, I'm like, they're all fantastic games that I've, that I've, <coughs> that I've played. But they're all fantastic, one. but there's not one that I'm like, I think that should be yeah. game of the year. They're all like, well... Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I agree. Last year, God of War was like for me. Yeah. Was, like, the easy God one. God of War. Was like, yeah. 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 Um, moving on to <laughs> best game direction. So this is again Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two, Sekiro, and Outer Wilds. Best game what? Direction. So essentially, it's like the way that the game was directed and the way that the game was like kind I guess of put together. So what's the first one about? Game of the year. Just so essentially, like it does. It's not like, like seems repetitive. Well, d- direction is different than. The but direction best game. is what makes the game. But like game direction could be something like the way that the game looks and the way that, ga- that the game runs. It doesn't necessarily be. It doesn't have to be like the sum of its part. The sum of its parts. Okay. Game direction could be like imagine like you're watching a movie and the movie was so it's directed. like directed by. Yes. Yes. The, yeah. the okay. movie was directed really well, but it wasn't that entertaining kind like, of thing. In this so, instance, okay. my example is like for wait, what? Say all the nominees again. Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two, Sekiro, Outer Wilds. See, I would say best direction for me. I would pick Control, but Control's performance issues were preventing me from picking it as game of the year okay Got uh it. because i think the intention behind control and i will genuinely say control is the one that i want to win this yeah because i love what control was doing in terms of its story and its themes and its um it, it, it's like art design and it's like influences mm-hmm. uh it was very focused game it had it knew exactly what it wanted to do mm-hmm. uh and I've never played a game that was, like, so close to being, like, the X-Files meets. Yeah. Like, it's, like, bureaucratic sci-fi is the way that I describe it, yeah. which is, like, super unique. I think I think Control stands a chancing. The, the problem is, is that, like, 
with Death Stranding being in so many of these, I'm really expecting Death Stranding to walk away with a lot of these. Well, I think Death Stranding will be the one to win because it's Kojima. Like, this is the one where the Kojima name comes up because he the wrote that... the game, he directed the yeah. game, he produced the game. Yeah. I like, think I think Death Stranding will probably take it. I would want for a control to do it. I don't understand why Outer Wilds is nominated for Best Direction and not Game of the Year because I'd say it's the other way around. It could have been something like this is where they where it edged out enough votes to get in because it wasn't going to get on Game of the Year. But yeah. anyways, uh, wait. So what do you think is going to win? I think, I think Death Stranding is going to win. I want Control to win. What do you think, do you? I think Death Stranding is going to win. Probably. Uh, moving on to best narrative. So here we have. Wait, what do you think? I said I think Death Stranding is going to win it. I want Control. Okay. Uh, best narrative: um, A Plague Tale: Innocence from Asobo. Control again. Death Stranding. Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. Uh, from ZA mm-hmm. and Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, best narrative. So this is talking about the best story. Um, for myself, again, I think Death Stranding is probably going to be the one that takes it. I I haven't played Disco Elysium, but mm-hmm. from what I've heard about it, as in like how sprawling of an RPG mm-hmm. it is and how ridiculous and wild the story is, I would want Disco Elysium for it to... I would want Disco to win. Yeah. I, um, I really... Th- and. Plague Tale, I've never played. I heard it was really good and had a great story. I just heard there's a lot of fucking rats. The thing that, the thing that they were talking about was like, see like 50 rats on the screen. I was like, no, thank you. I saw that, but it was like really dope the way they did it. Yeah. yeah I, I, don't, I don't fuck with rats. I would be willing to play it. I just was came out at a time where I just I didn't play. Um, and do you say that, so Disco Elysium was there, Outer Worlds was there? Outer Worlds. I don't think, I haven't finished Outer Worlds yet, so I have to go based on my friend's opinion. My friend Wes, shout out to Wes. Um, he loves RPGs. Western RPGs are his bread and butter. He played all like Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2. And from what I can tell, Outer Worlds was a little bit of a disappointment to him in terms of its narrative. Mm. And I hope that Disco Elysium wins. I actually think it will win because I think too many people disliked the Death Stranding writing. But I just don't think enough people played Disco Elysium. I think that's where it's going to I think that's where it's going to fall. If it's the people that voted that are all, you know, reviewers, I think they're the kind of people that did play it. And I think that enough did. I genuinely think enough did play it because it was a big enough release that I think it will win. I guess we'll see. Destiny, what do you think for best narrative? I think Death Stranding will win, but I don't think it should. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, best art direction. We have Control, Death Stranding, Gris from Nomada Studio, Sayonara Wild Hearts from Simogo, Sekiro, and Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening from Grezzo. Oh, those are interesting choices. Um, I think and want... I think Sayonara Wild Hearts is going to take it. Um, that game had such a massive blowout with uh, Apple Arcade. Um, art style is super beautiful. Um, that's one of the ones that I just kept hearing about, and I think that... I think I got that. I think that that will be the one to take it, um, and I think that this is where they're going to show some of the indie love um, to some of these smaller games. Um, oh, is this the game that looks like you're like it's some kind of weird it's like rhythm also, game? It's not like a rhythm game, but you're like on like a, like a Tron light cycle kind of. But like yeah, a, like you're like, like a, a motorcycle. Dr- it looks like a fever dream. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Gris also walks away with this, mm-hmm. um, which is again another uh, indie game. Um, I don't think Control, Death Stranding, Sekiro, or Legend of Zelda art direction. Yeah, I don't think any of them deserve to win it. Death Stranding is cool, but it's, it's like, a, this is the world with some ooze. I th- I think that Link's Awakening does have 
a reason to be nominated because of its tilt shift art style. Sure, I'm not saying really it doesn't cool. deserve to be there. I don't. I don't um, think it deserves to win. Uh, I mean, compared to yeah, compared to Sayonara Wild Hearts. Now that I've looked at what it looks like, oh my god, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I think uh, I'd rather Gris or um, Sayonara Wild Hearts get it, and I think I, I'm I'm hoping Sayonara Wild Hearts wins just from watching one video of it. Oh my god, Destiny, what do you think? Uh, I I don't know. Like I didn't I didn't I wasn't super excited about Sayonara Wild Hearts. You weren't? No. No. Like even with its art style, like and usually I pick a lot of games based on like their look. Hmm. And it reminded me a lot of some other game and I can't remember what it's called. But it's like this guy and he's like punching knifing people throughout the whole game. Oh, oh Miami? <laughs> no. I don't remember Fury? what it's called. No. I don't remember what it's called. But um, I thought, I don't know. I didn't play a lot of the other games. Like, Mm -hmm. that's... Did you play Chris? No. The art style is super cool. I think you might like the art style for Chris. Um, I guess we'll see. I'm not not really sure. I hope, I I guess I'll hope that Control and Death Stranding don't win these. I understand. Because, like, Control is... Oh! I did play Gris. Yeah. Oh, that's I what say. I think would win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember. It's the, the girl. That yeah, was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'd be happy with Gris or, yeah, or Sidearrow Wild Hearts. Uh, best score or music. So we have Cadence of Hyrule from Brace Yourself Games, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5 from Capcom, Kingdom Hearts 3 from Square Enix, and Sidearrow Wild Hearts again from Smogo. Did you say best score or best soundtrack? Best score slash music. Oh, it's weird that they group them together. Uh, I have no opinion on this one. Um, say the nominees one more time. Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, DMC5, Kingdom Hearts 3, Sinar Wild Hearts. Um, I've never played Sinar Wild Hearts, so I can't talk about the music in the game. I've heard it's fucking incredible. Um, I, I, out of the ones that I played, or I'm familiar with, which is all the other ones, um, I would say probably Kingdom Hearts deserves it. Because... If you're looking purely from a score perspective, yes. soundtrack is very you. different than score. Yeah, yes. and I think score deserves to be talked about more. Yeah, and and the score to, did have a really yeah, yeah they had a really well score. Sorry, yeah, the score to Kingdom Hearts three very is, multi-layered yes. compared to like the other game. Um, if you're talking about soundtrack, I mean Death Stranding. Death just, Stranding, just, but I mean like it just no, took I a low. It just took a low. That. No, because it just took a low roar album and played it across the entire the game. whole thing. Right? Yeah. So, no. Uh, I think Kingdom Hearts is what I'm hoping for. If um, I would agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to skip over best audio design. Um, we're going to skip over best performance. Uh, we're going to go to Games for Impact. So this mm. is kind of like their game that mattered in a way. So they have Concrete Genie from Pixopolis. Mm-hmm. Pixolopus. I don't know if this is a typo or if I'm saying this wrong. Gris, <laughs> Kind Words from Paul Cannibal, Life is Strange 2 from Don't Not, and Sea of Solitude from Joe May Games. What was the Don't Not one? Uh, Life is Strange? Life is Strange 2. Oh. For me, this is an easy win for Kind Words. Yeah. Um, I think, I hope that it'll win. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to Life is Strange 2 as well, though. Um, I think Kind Words is a really, really unique thing, and I, I hope it gets recognized for it. Yeah, I'd be, what do you think? I'd be kind of sad if Life is Strange took it because I feel like it would only take it because it's the most popular game on that That's list. right. Yeah. But I feel like most of this is about popularity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I but think, I think kind, kind Words, words should get it hands down we all agree. I don't even feel like that's a game though but I it's a social interaction yeah. but I think it should win. I think the, it deserves to be the there. most unique game I've played this year. Yeah. yeah uh, easy. Just so cool. Yeah. Uh, best ongoing game I think we can skip over that too. Mm-hmm. Um 
I want to talk about ongoing games. For me, really quick, I'm just going to say Fortnite's on here. I hope it takes it. The stuff that they did with its 2.0 and everything this year, I think, deserves to be Okay, taken. well, you now you have to say the other nominees. Apex, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV, and Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, I think all of them just kept doing what they were doing. Fortnite took some risks this year, and I think I think it worked for them. Yeah. Uh, best uh, best independent game I do want to talk about. Uh, Baba is You from Hempoli, Disco Elysium from ZA, Katana Zero from ASCIISoft, Outer Wilds from Mobius Digital, and Untitled Goose Game from House House. Oh, God damn. Darren, what do you think? Well, I only played Outer Wilds on that list. Okay, then let me do this. Uh, I've played most of these. I haven't played Baba and I haven't played K- Disco, but I've played Katana and I've played play through Goose. A bit, and I've played Goose and I've played a bit of Outer Wilds. Um, I think from what I've heard, Outer Wilds probably deserves it. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of like what deserves it, it's a split between Disco and Outer Wilds. I think Goose stands a good chance to win. <laughs> I actually think... I liked Goose. Um, just because of yeah. like the amount of fucking ridiculousness that that game generated, like the hype for that game, and let alone that it delivered on top of like the, the fucking just... The way that it infiltrated the mainstream, yeah, like that game was everywhere. So, um, I think other games probably deserve it more. I think Goose will probably take it. I definitely see a world where Goose, <laughs> until Goose game wins, and I'd be okay. But I really, really hope Outer Wilds wins, because oh my god, that game was, ugh, it was perfect yeah. in my opinion. Destiny, you think Goose? I think Goose will win. Yeah. Uh, best mobile game let's touch on this quickly Call of Duty Mobile from Team E Studios what yeah Grindstone from Capybara Cyanar Wild Hearts Sky Children of Light from that game company and What the Golf from Tribe Land is Cyanar Wild Hearts on Android or is it only I think it's only on Apple right now Um, I am going to give this a toss up between Grindstone and Cyanara. those are again two of the ones that I saw making a lot of noise on Apple Arcade. Sky is the follow-up from that game company. I would like for that to win, but I don't know. I don't know if that'll win, but I would like for yeah. it to win. I fucking love What the Golf, but I don't think it's going to win. Which one do you want to win? Sky, Children of Light. Oh, you were talking about that. Yeah, and it looked it. really good. It's really pretty. I can't believe we live in a world where a Call of Duty mobile game got nominated for Best Mobile Game of the Year against those. Yep. Wow. Who put that there? Somebody was sucking somebody's dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but... I guess we'll see. Uh, best community support, eh. Best VR AR game, I do want to touch on this. We have Asgard's Wrath from Senzaru, Blood and Truth from SIE London, Beat Saber from Beat Games, No Man's Sky from Hello Games, and Trover Saves Their Universe from Squanch Games. What do you think is going to win, Matt? Um, I, I think it's going to be a toss-up between Beat Saber and No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. I think Beat Saber will probably take it just because of how much noise that game generated mm-hmm. and how much, again, just it crossed over into mainstream. It's on yeah. fucking... Like arcade shell, like yeah. arcade cabinets and stuff now. So I think Beat Saber will probably win. I think No Man's Sky deserves a huge shout out mm-hmm. um, for its implementation of VR. Blood and Truth was fucking cool as well, so I wouldn't be sad if that won either. I think it's fair that Beat Saber should win because Beat Saber just like literally took over everyone's VR headsets. Yeah, and I can see it's like the it's the coolest. Like I've wanted a really good rhythm game on VR forever, and now it's there. Yep. Uh, best action game. Do we want to talk or skip? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Skip. Uh, best action adventure. No, what, what, what are they? Okay, best action adventure. We have Borderlands Three from Gearbox, Control from Remedy, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two, Legend of Zelda, and Sekiro. Legend of Zelda. Uh, uh, I want to say Control. Um, and I also, I, I, I'm sorry. I, think, I love Resident Evil so much, but I like Control. I better. think Resident Evil will take it. Really? I think, I think it'll so. Take over it. Control? I think so. Why? 
Um, I think Resident Evil just had more buzz to it. It also sold better. Like I feel like as a whole, I feel well, like I people, mean, sales I, shouldn't be taken. No, I know, account. I know. But I feel like Resident Evil had just a lot more fanfare with it. I feel like people really liked Control. I feel like people loved Resident Evil. It's so weird because Control. Control did a lot more. I agree. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that. And again, I haven't even played Resident Evil, so I'm not yeah. even like a fanboy here. But just from um, watching the industry and watching people talk online, I think that Resident Evil will take okay. it. Uh, best RPG I do want to touch on. Disco, Elysium again, Final Fantasy XIV, Kingdom Hearts 3, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne from Capcom, and Outer Worlds from Obsidian. What do you think, Darren? I think Disco Elysium's going to take this one. I hope so. Uh, it's either, I think it's either going to be that or Outer Worlds. I, I agree. I think Disco deserves it. Kingdom Hearts 3 is fucking great, but it's not going to be... Yeah. It doesn't deserve to be best RPG. No. Monster Hunter World, Iceborne is an expansion. It doesn't. I don't think it deserves mm. to be up for running. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen again, it's just continuing. Like I think that deserves more to be in best ongoing than best RPG. Yeah. Uh, I hope it goes to Disco or Outer mm-hmm. Worlds just for being something new, something, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, you know a new mm-hmm. IP that, was, that, that blew up. Mm-hmm. Destiny, any thoughts on best RPG? No. <laughs> uh, best fighting game? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Best family game? Yeah. Uh, we got Luigi's Mansion 3 from Next Level Games, Ring Fin Adventure from Nintendo, Super Mario Maker 2 from Nintendo, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate from Bandai Namco, and Yoshi's Crafted World, good feel. This is best excuse me, this is basically the, the Nintendo category. Yeah. I, that's <laughs> wow, yeah. Is there a single non-Nintendo nope. game there? Alright, well. I think Mario Maker is gonna win. I think Ultimate's gonna win. I think Ultimate Smash Brothers, yeah. I think that would win too. I think I think because it came out so late last year, it got no love last year at the Game Awards. I think this is where I think this is where you're gonna see Ultimate well, get something. I think it's gonna win Best Fighting Game. I think Ultimate's gonna win Best Fighting Game, and then they're gonna give Best Family Game to Mario Maker because Mario Maker is. I mean, either way, Nintendo's walking away yeah. with something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Best Strategy Game? No, I don't care. No. Uh, for me, the only thing I want to touch on Fire Emblems here. I hope it wins. Fucking mm. loved it. Everything else, don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, best Sports Racing? No. no. Best Multiplayer? No. no, I do. Okay, let's talk. Uh, Apex Legends from Respawn, Borderlands 3 from Gearbox, Call of Duty Modern Warfare from Infinity Ward, Tetris 99 from Arika, and Division 2 from Massive. Didn't play any of those. Uh, <laughs> for me, I would want either Apex or Tetris 99. I think Tetris 99 coming so far out of left field and then just lighting up the fucking thing worked. I wouldn't be surprised if COD wins. I, I think I would laugh if Tetris 99 wins and I wouldn't even be mad. Yeah. Because who thought to make Tetris into a battle royale game and do it well and do it well? Uh, yeah. People up with blocks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, fresh indie game presented by Subway. Ooh. So fresh. Um, all right, let's talk about it real quick. Uh, Disco, Gris, my friend Pedro, Outer Wild, Slay the Spire, and Goose Game. I heard my friend Pedro was actually a really good game. I've been cool watching. It. I've been looking at it. It looks fucking cool. It's like a side-scrolling shoot 'em, but like it goes like the slowdown time kind of thing. Um, I think if Goose doesn't win earlier, this is where Goose wins. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they decided if they're gonna try and like spread it out, but uh, Outer Wilds for me. Destiny. Goose. Goose. <laughs> the goose. goose. Uh, community award. I don't know any of these guys enough to comment, and I don't even want to touch esports. Nope. Yeah. Okay. That's the game awards. Uh, Darren, very, very, very quickly, we're we're running a second here. I want your thoughts just as to predictions. What do you think we're going to see in terms of announcements? Well, I know for a fact we're going to see Resident Evil Three remake. Yeah, because it's been the, leaked the, all over the place. The box art for the game already leaked. Uh, and I predict we're going to get uh, Warner Brothers Montreal's new Batman game. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. 
The Court of Owls one, that seems like it's going to be. Yeah, we're going to get the Fighter 5 announcement for Smash Bros. What do you think? I think it's going to be Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Wow. Uh, my money's still on Ryu. Uh, Ninja a, a bunch of leakers have been saying it's not Ryu, and that's the only reason why I don't say huh? Then I have no idea. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Some reputable people have been saying it's not Ryu, even though they said a long time ago it was. The only party that they haven't really said no to is Square Enix. So that's why I'm like, it's either going to be Phoenix Wright or Sora, and I'm going to pick Sora. Okay. Um, I don't know what to think about Smash, honestly. Um, I know, yeah, a bunch of leakers have been saying, have been deconfirming a bunch of leaks. Yeah. Um, it seems like Sora would be the one. You, I think it fit really well. It's I think it's a problem with Disney, if Disney's going to allow that. Um, in terms Does of, Disney own them? I thought it was a partnership. It is a partnership, so I think Square Enix can do it without Disney. They but can. I, but Square Enix has been weird about giving shit to Smash yeah. Bros. Well, they, they give him Hero and a bunch of support for Hero. I think it's yeah, just Final good. Fantasy that they're really they? okay. iffy about. Yeah. Um... I think we're going to see a new crash. Oh, that'd be cool. I think, yeah, I think we're going to see a new crash. There's been some leaks going around about oh, really? a supposed new full-blown game. Wow, uh, so that'd I be think, great. I think we'll see... I remember his blocky ass in the first game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blocky as fuck. Yeah. Uh, Extra blocky. Yeah, I think we're going to see a new crash. And um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what else. I really don't know what else to think. Um... In terms of what we're gonna see, I oh we're also seeing more of Half Life Alex, but they already said that that's gonna happen. Yeah, but in terms of like they always have like the world premiere. Like I I really don't know what yep. we're gonna see. Yeah. I think Batman's pretty much a lock. And and uh, Resident Evil. I think Resident Evil is a lock. Count on. Yeah, I think I think those are I think those are easy. Uh, and we do have Smash Bros. confirmed for the next thing. Do you think we see Death Stranding DLC? No. No. Uh, no. I don't think so. I think Kojima's going to move on. I don't think he's actually going to do any DLC for Death Stranding. Okay. I'm predicting no DLC. Because, like, I don't see where else we can get anything new. Do you think Nintendo is going to announce anything new? I, I'm i going to go on a limb and say Nintendo is going to show off first gameplay footage of Metroid Prime 4. I'm going to say no, they're not going to do that. <laughs> and I'm going to say that we're going to get a Breath of the Wild 2 launch date. Oh. With a Nintendo Direct to come soon after for... Uh, and I think they're not going to do that, too. And I don't have an opinion on either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm curious. I'm very curious. I think that they stand a good chance. Um, there's also rumors of like the more Capcom stuff coming. There's apparently two unannounced games that they're going to be showing off. So one on Resident Evil. I'm the remake of Darkstalkers. Ooh. I'm Actually, I'm making that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping against all hope because there, it does seem like there's a Mega Man Battle Network mobile game coming. I'm hoping against all hope that we get a fucking collection of oh. all the Mega Man Battle Network games because I'd fucking lose my mind. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. The Maybe. Game Awards will be on the 13th. We will we will probably have some sort of reactions to it. We'll figure that out because I'm, I'm, I'd be down to talk about some crazy shit that happens. But yeah. That's been our episode. We are not going to do a third segment this week because we spent a lot of time talking about a lot of stuff. Uh, again, shit on top of shit a lot of sprinkled sh- with shit. Mm-hmm. A shit Sunday with shit on top. Good old shit sandwich. <laughs> if you've stuck with us this long, thank you for continuing to check us out. We always appreciate the support. Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out to Mick, who's been messaging me as he's been catching up and giving a lot of love for the episodes. Who's Mick? Mick? 
a buddy of mine that I used to teach with here, actually. Who, hey, Mick. Hey, Mick. Who we've uh, we've kept up with. I kept up with back home. We see each other all the time. Oh, we did see each other all the time when we were back home. Uh, okay. We yeah, we used to live and teach here together. Wow. So he messaged me. He's like, Yo, I've been keeping up with the part. I've been catching up. Like the episodes are really great. So thank you for listening to everyone else. Again, thank you for listening. We love yes. you all. We have no favorites. Uh, I have favorites. Chris. I'm going to say this right now. Who's this goes out to Chris. My oh, friend. yeah. My, my buddy Chris. Friend, who we asked to come on today when Darren wasn't sure if he was going to make it because he's a little bit sick. And he was like, I have dinner plans. So, Chris, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be on, a, on an episode, I'm expecting you to come up to me whenever you listen to this Begging. and tell me the green turtle swims in the dark. If I never hear this sentence, you're never going to be on the show. I just want everybody to know that I am okay and the old lady's okay and like... <laughs> oh my god! You know, really quick. Can you please tell the story? We have to tell the story live and Darren needs to hear this. Okay, so my friend listens to the podcast, right? And you know how you guys were like, oh, Destiny hurt her foot because she like did a cartwheel on yeah. the staircase and like kicked some old lady? So he like messages me and he's like... Are you okay? And I was like, what? And he's like, are you all right? And I was like, oh, yeah, I just hurt my foot. And he was like, I guess when I said that, he thought, like, I really, like, did something and kicked an old lady. And so he, like, brought that up, and I was like, oh, my God, no, they were joking. That was a lie. And he's like, I wasn't sure. (laughs) So, Zach, baby, I'm okay. Zach, the fact that anybody believed that, Made Actually, me very, very, my, very happy. My mom did too, and she was very worried about you. She was not. She was. She's like, is Destiny on okay? Oh my god. <laughs> I, at no point, thought that. Your mind is getting out of control. <laughs> Gonna keep it up. Um, Zach and Mrs. Darren's mom, <laughs> Mrs. Boulet. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spread misinformation. Didn't mean to tell lies. The but truth is, is that so I got happy that it happened. <laughs> I got Achilles tendonitis, and so I had to go to therapy, not from kicking old ladies. <laughs> it was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Everybody say bye. Bye, Darren. Bye. Bye, Destiny. Bye. See you next week. Catch us on all the major streaming platforms. We love you all. Mm. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye!